Hey, welcome to Brett and May Roasted Podcast. The Dream Team is back. We got Greg Romero Wilson with his Christmas sweater. Uh, we have Ween Dog, Joseph oh. Aaron Phillips Perez. Yep. Uh, it's going to be. <laughs> we got Don Fry coming soon, McCorkle, Tom Galicchio. It's a good. Uh, we, got, we got a three stack show. Uh, nice. Good, uh, good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. How's it going? Great, dude. How's it Congrats. going with you, man? Yeah. Dude, what's going on with the special? Let's get right to what people need to know. What's going on with the special? I'm, I'm super happy about it, man. They released it last night. Uh, it did get released last night. Jesus yeah, yeah. H. Okay. I was yeah. looking for it all day. I'm like, where is it? You told everybody. Everybody reposted it. Everything. I signed up for my free trial. I go to find it. And I was like, where the fuck is the fucking video? But they put it up. It's out. It is it's actually out. out. You can watch yes. it. We yes. Dog watched, we Dog watched it right today, right? Yeah. watched it today. Uh, I've been getting a lot of good, a lot of positive comments, a lot of feedback. Even somebody who didn't like it was like, actually like, you know what? It was funny. Not my cup of tea. I'm more of a storyteller person, but it was like, it was like, a, it was like a, a polite diss. I was like, you yeah. know what? Fucking cool. You know, like, <laughs> you know um, what? At least, you know why? Cause you got to respect the work. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't just crank out that kind of volume without a ton of work. You yeah. know, and and so specific to the UFC. That's the other thing to have this kind of tailored work. It, it's the it's 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 um, you have to respect the effort at at the least. Not you know at the very least you got to respect the effort. No, so I, 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 I'm I'm not going to focus on that one negative. It was like it was like good because it's so easy to focus on that. So easy to find out the person that left the room and not the many people that stayed and loved it. Uh, right. So yeah, I was I'm, I'm super super thrilled. Uh, you know, thanks to Dana, thanks to the UFC, thanks to all the fighters who are tweeting about it, tweeting and tweeting, even people that like made fun of are constantly like tweeting about it. Like a lot of, you know, you, Greg, tweeted out Theo Vaughn, Joey Diaz, uh, you know, people that like I haven't talked to in a while have been super, it was awesome. Scott Bayo and Devin Sawa and uh, a bunch of, a lot of, you know, Juliana Pena and Sarah McMahon, I was just like, it's been super cool. Frankie Edgar, uh, all these fighters, like, and the list goes on. Rashad Evans. Um, Ian Edwards. Was, Ian Edwards, who's not a fighter, but a brilliant comedian and a great yeah, friend. He Ian gave Edwards. you a retweet, a shout out about it. I love yeah. that. Sam, Sam Tripoli. I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of people. Uh, yeah, the entire yeah, fight then, community, so many MMA fighters tweeted out. It must be so awesome to see that as, uh, you know, such a no, big it UFC tough. fan. Uh, well, it's amazing. I mean. I, I asked a lot of them too. Uh, <laughs> oh, a lot of them. Um, I, mean, a lot of them um, I think that. Yeah, <laughs> that's them. kind of obvious, but they still did it. And I think the best thing I saw was like, uh, seeing as that, someone was like, seeing as how pretty much everyone in my feed today is telling me about Adam Hunter's special, <laughs> I better go watch it. 
You know, and, and, and I get it. I mean, you have so many fighters. Yes, you ask them to, but they did it because of what you give to them. You know, I mean, it's a two-way relationship. And I, I and to see them respond that way, I think, was, was a testament to the hard work you put into this podcast. No, dude, so last night, I'm like, I'm in my hotel room taking a bath, which is kind of gross, but whatever. So, uh, and wait, then, wait, 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 wait. At what point did you get your period? Let's back up to that. <laughs> So and then, of course, the, like, ball, the of course, bath like, and right when it drops, right? So I, I like, I, I, I hit up Chael son and hey, like, hey, brother, can you please speak this out? You know, my special dropped and thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it, man. If you can't understand. So he just copies and pastes the whole thing. So then including tweets, what you said. Yeah. So he tweets out, hey, brother, can you? Uh, and I'm like, brother, and like, and I, <laughs> and now everybody's screenshotting it. And they're like, they're like, oh, I wonder why everyone had this. Same message. I'm like, which is better than people thinking that I paid them. I mean, I got, I got accused of paying people. I, I didn't pay anyone to fucking do that. So I'm like, or the UFC paid them. So I'm like, I call Chael. He, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He starts laughing. He's like, what, what do you mean? He didn't know. I go, bro, you just put the, you got to like copy and paste. He goes, oh shit, sorry, man. <laughs> like, so then like, then he redid it. And then people were like, I like the first post better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is literally this emoji the this one oh god that is literally that emoji that is what, that's all you then, can do for that and then people are calling i know but look chill also tweets me out a lot of times hey my submission fighting you know i do a lot of you know it's a back and forth thing but yeah. um but i'm like holy shit it was like uh, like it was funny though because people are calling him boomer and like dude do you not know how works? Like, all this fucking i know shit. it's like it's like some people just weren't made for this era oh so, <laughs> it was so funny so i'm, 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 I'm one to, of them i i say that and i'm one of them i would love to not be in this era of a million other technologies to master you know oh, guy, so guy, but a guy who accidentally gave away a lot of his crypto uh and is trying to get it back uh, <laughs> still in the process huh still no luck I'm like I'm 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 talking to the wrinkle boss. Anyway, so that's a whole other thing. So, uh, but I'm trying not to get my like, like I'm on a super high right now. But I, I've learned, you know, I'm Greg. I'm sure you uh, 20, 22 years in the business, 23 years. Uh, you don't get your highs too high, your lows too low. You know, like you just kind of like yeah. I'm super happy. I'm not trying to make like a victory lap. I'm just trying to like okay, you know. I'm super happy that I was able to be the first comic to ever have a special on this medium. Also, Dude, because that's such a huge, unbelievable, big thing, man. I really, I mean, and I mean, you went through the hardest version of it too, with the the face mask and the spread out audience, and you know, I mean, you definitely, you know, the the for whoever everybody wants to be second in the pool. Nobody wants to be first because the first guys got to, you know, you deal with all the glitches. You know, and but you did it, man. And you're nice still the guy to plant too. the flag. It's a lot of love, also, because you know, like you know, I came out to LA 12, 13 years ago. I had a lot of opportunities that I didn't <laughs> land, you know. And I almost sometimes you, you sometimes you think of like, you know, you, you did the industry pass me by, or like Comedy Central is, isn't giving me the look that the once or Netflix and they all everyone wants like the new shiny object and this one new and it's just it's nice to like still like not be like okay, you know, this, this door is closed for me or it's not opening right now. All right, let's go through this window or this door. So it's nice to, to, and it's nice to have the support from, you know, Dana and the UFC to actually let that happen, which is, which is really cool because it's like so much of it. I, like, I mean, people think that like, oh, I'm just the guy who, who tweets funny things and they just gave me a special, you know, like 
you don't realize it, like I started this in 1999, you know, doing laundromats, supermarkets and donut shops. And then since then, the amount of failure between, you know, like having four callbacks from Montreal seven years in a row, getting a menu thrown on my head, the final callback by a woman in the crowd, or, you know, f- you know, having be on last comic standing three years in a row and telling you, hey, you're on the show and then calling you up, you're off the show. But you told me I was on the show. The judges put me through. Sorry, uh, that's that's our rule. But I, I call you filmed me calling my family saying I'm ha- I made it to the finals. Well, uh, behind like I mean just from you know, I that's a whole fucking podcast in itself to uh, you know you know flying to England and then getting detained at the airport and sent home and not paid to to, to doing sleeping in my cars and fucking getting doing shows where three minutes in they yanked the mic from you or getting booed off stage or. Fly. I mean, the, I could go with this. This could be a 12 hour podcast. Just, if you actually want to watch my Brendan, uh, I did a podcast with, with, with Brendan Fitzgerald, who I did an hour and a half on like the journey of just every shitty fucking event that happened uh, in comedy. Well, listen to that because it's because um, it's a fight podcast. Yada, yada. So it's, it's, it's nice to like know that, okay, you know, basically. I feel like guys like me and you and other guys and Shang, I put Shang in that category of like, you end up winning the fight, not because you beat your opponent, but because he broke his hands on your face. And <laughs> so now you've won the fight because he is unable to fight anymore because his hands are broken from kicking you in the head so much, yet you're still there, you know? Yeah, but uh, you're still there. You're still there. You're still standing, absolutely. You know, uh, and a lot of those people who, who did get those like quick, we see it all the time, those guys that get shuttled into the, the front and they're not even doing comedy anymore because they've had the, the, the Netflix or the this or that or this, that, but they didn't have the actual, you know, the craft. They didn't have the... Well, I mean, listen, Comedy Central, you know, gives half hours to guys every single year and then these guys can't go out and get work on the road because, you know, because they don't have an hour and they're not very good, you know, but... You know, they were yeah. the new thing. And so they were just so eager. You know, they checked off other boxes besides actually being good at stand-up. And that was the thing that I said in my post was you're here to show the world that, that stand-up comedy is still funny. Because yeah. there are so many specials that it seems like the decision was made on everything but whether or not it was actually funny. Yeah, comedy. You know, it's weird <laughs> that when comedy, when decision makers start making those decisions, They start weighing all these, and it happens in comedy contests all the time. They start taking into all these other factors besides what was actually funny. What did the audience actually laugh at? Yeah, That becomes like the last thing they think about, you know, when in fact it should be the only thing that they think about. And that's what your special does. And that's what it's going to prove, I think, to the world at large. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. By the way, I got got hooked into like, so by the way, I talked about Scott Mayo. This is kind of, so- me and Scott have been friends. So Scott Renee called me up. They're like, hey, our daughter outgrew her bed. Do you want a bed? And, we, you know, we have a crib for our baby. So I'm like, yeah, 100%. So we go over there. I, I get a, I, I go on this website where you could like task rabbit or something. You could hire someone to do a chore for you. And, and, I, and I drive out to the valley with my daughter. And, you know, Scott has his clothes and a bed and this and all this stuff. And, and he's the nicest. Scott and Renee are so nice. So yeah. they take a picture, you know, and then all of a sudden I realize. They put, I, I, I'm on a picture on Scott's Twitter feed of Scott's fighting with some comedian from Philadelphia who, and Scott goes, Hey, <clears throat> I can get an even better comic than you to come to my house. And who I'm like friends with. And the guy's like, yeah, who? 
And I said, oh, it's me and him. And he goes, mic drop. And he posts like, my, and I'm like, now I'm like, I got used as like the. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, <laughs> so, which I don't mind. How do you do it, Adam? How do you constantly step in shit? And it's almost like you're wearing shit magnet shoes. So, and now I, I got all these like do it. You, all you did was go pick up a bed and you wound up in a beef. This is unbelievable. And now I got all these Trump people that like love me because like, oh yeah, you know, you're the Trump comic. I'm not the Trump comic. Like I'm just I'm the comic. And now all people are like, fuck this guy. And I never heard of you. Uh, and then it's like he, they post a picture of me on, on the Tropicana on the billboard. Like, like, oh wow, all the big comics now play the Tropicana. And then people are now like fighting about the Tropicana. Well, if it's good enough for Aretha, for Aretha Franklin, I'm like, how the fuck? That, like, now I'm in this like war. But the guy was a nice guy. The guy from Philly, a black comic. I don't know what he, was. he goes. You know, Adam didn't sign up for this beef. Uh, he has no idea. <laughs> like, because they've been feuding Scott and this guy for like for weeks. <laughs> like, now I'm in the and 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 God bless Scott Mayo and Renee because they're beautiful people and I would have been in this beef on there. I, I'm friends. I don't care. I, I I don't mind. I honestly and 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 the bed is my kid loves the bed. Like like the bed is so comfortable. We sleep in the bed. It's better than my. <laughs> like, my wife and I like we would take turns in that bed because it's better than our bed. So but it was just like I got now. I'm, it's like a Larry David thing. I feel like I'm in now a like some kind of weird anyway. All right. Uh, I, I do miss my kid on the road, though. Holy shit, I missed the kid. Like, You're gone for like a whole week, right, in Vegas? Yeah, I haven't been gone in forever. Uh, last night, uh, John Wood came to my show with the girl who, uh, his, his his girlfriend, Jojo Calderwood, uh, who's bad mofo Jojo, who's beautiful, by the way. Uh, yep. And, and I, I got to be honest, though. I, I'm not seeing a lot of masks in your photos, bro. Well, their whole team got COVID, the whole gym. So, uh, so you were like, Hey, no mask, no problem. This no, was, no, 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 just with them. No, just with them. Oh, my <laughs> a picture with them. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta wear a mask. Yeah, bro, anyway, wear, did, mask. Did, you wear face diaper. Spit, did you have anybody spit their antibodies into your mouth or anything? <laughs> or? <laughs> like, oh, you're over it here, spit in my mouth, spit in my mouth. Hey, no, I can't get it. Well, anyway, you Jojo, basically you're your own Pfizer. That's great. Jojo is fighting Jessica I, uh, and they hate each other. They hate each other. Uh, I'm excited for this fight because when two girls, two girls actually hate each other, I feel like the fight's better. Um, it's like, they, are you kidding? That's what half the internet was built on. <laughs> and this is the McGregor versus Poirier, Poirier card. Poirier, yeah. Poirier on Let's January 20th. with your mouth today? We I don't know how to say Poirier. People, I always hear people say Poirier, Poirier. I don't know how to fucking say his last name. Poirier. I'm pretty sure it's Poirier. I mean, they that's how they say it on all the UFC programs. All right, Poirier. I, I hope uh, Dustin wins, but I don't know, man. I, I just... Fucking Connor. He's just one of those dudes that, like, if he has a slight mental edge on you, he finds a way to win in some, a lot of ways. It's like he couldn't get it on Khabib. And he couldn't get it on Mayweather because nobody can get the mental edge on those guys. And even Nate Diaz in some ways, like Nate Diaz, like it's hard to get Nate Diaz's head. The Diaz brothers, are, like they're in their own head, but like even like Cerrone, Cerrone seems like a kind of guy you can get in Cerrone's head. You don't know what Cerrone's going to show up. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like Poirier is that way too a little bit. Uh, See, but I don't think people get into into his head. I think he gets into his own head. Yeah, that, that, but Cerrone. that's 
I think, I think, I mean, we've seen this, whenever it's a step up, there's something that goes wrong, you know, and then whenever it's somebody on the level or below, he's a terminator. So I think, I think for him, he's one of those guys that he's, he's in his own way. You know what I mean? I still don't know what happened to that kind of thing. I don't know how he went down to his shoulders, right? I know it was I, a punch. People are going to go, it was a punch for us. Yes, but that was the worst version. Uh, and in the next fight, he looked like a world beater against Nico Price. Like Th- that's this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. So uh, I'm excited for that fight, though. Connor, I mean Connor McGregor is the most exciting guy right now in I think all of combat sports. I mean, does anybody create that kind of buzz? Nobody. I mean, nobody creates. Nobody, that- absolutely not. No, he's he is still, and the fact that he has decided it's so funny. Did he just announce his retirement three times this last year? Yeah. Like, come on. And then to come back at the very beginning, January, he's back. You like, and it just, it's just, I mean, no one's ever going to believe it when he says he's retired ever again. Yeah. No one. Well, I, I don't wonder, like, no one ever said how much money he made for the Mayweather fight. Like, no one's ever disclosed that money. You don't I, have to. But I mean, what people say it was 50 million. People say it's a hundred million, but how much? I think it's probably up near a hundred million because I mean, everybody. I went to a bar and watched that with people, you know, with and the place was packed to the gills, and everybody paid like ten dollars, and they paid for all the rights to Sean, and that was one bar. Uh, You know, I I I don't know how you don't make a hundred million dollars on that, dude. Mayweather, I told you when I met him at the at Mel's diner, and I was talking to him, and it, it was like two in the morning. And it was like before he fought like Ricky Hatton. It was like earlier, earlier Mayweather. And, right. I, and, and I was like, hey man, you think you could beat this guy and that guy? And I named like 30 guys. And he was like, man, are you fucking kidding me? Like that guy's a bum. Like he was talking all this shit. And then he realized that I kind of, I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I was like, you know, like somebody was is like so cocky. <laughs> like it, it became like not fun anymore in some weird way. And he saw that in my face and he goes, you're my man. And gave me, be like a hug like he fucked with me to a point and then liked me he was like one of those guys that like uh is that an edited phrase did he say man or did he say something else i think he said man the only like he uh he could have said dog he could have said boy he could have said the n-word russell simmons told me i was a funny n-word one time like that was actually there you go he goes man you're the fun dude like he was i was expecting russell simmons to be like just this nice yoga, happy dad, like spiritual. And when I got to his office, it was like Suge Knight. It, it was, he was like straight. I, I never heard the N word more times. And then just the stuff he was saying, it was crazy. But he, he but it was awesome. Russell Simmons, but it was also before the Me Too thing happened and yada, yada, yada. It's a whole other podcast too. Uh, so anyway, Mayweather, um, what are you talking about? So according to Victor Ortiz, uh, who he's the guy that fought Mayweather that like hugged him, milled around, and then Mayweather knocked him out. Remember, he had his hands down. Like Victor Ortiz was like known as the young guy, and he headbutted him. And then he's like, "My bad, my bad." And he hugged him once, and he hugged him again. Mayweather like went for like a fake. It's okay. Like he tapped him, and then boom, knocked him out, and the fight was over. And everyone was like mad at Mayweather because he was doing like street yard rules. They said it was like prison rules versus boxing. Anyway, so. Uh, he says that Jake Paul is a bigger threat to Mayweather. Logan Paul. No, Logan Paul than Conor McGregor was. 
he says that I read the article just five minutes ago. He said he's been training with Logan Paul in his backyard, in Logan's backyard. He watched him knock out three sparring partners in a row, which is like, what, who's doing that? And, uh, and these are pro boxers. Like, he just knocked him out cold. I mean, this sounds like complete bullshit. Who's, I mean, you don't knock out your sparring partners three in a row. I, I could see once, but three guys in a row, Logan Paul just knocks out while, while he's yeah. there. That doesn't sound. Well, like- you know, you want to cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, Kring. all right, I'll just take that check. Thank you. Oh, yeah, totally knocked me out. Oh, my God. He hit so, <laughs> he hit so hard, you guys. He is going to kill Mayweather. Mayweather doesn't have a chance. This, still, this is made out to cash? Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, my friend used to run a bar. Augustino used to run a bar. And he said that Victor Ortiz got kicked out three weeks in a row for heckling. being. Drunk. I was there. I was there when that happened. He was, uh, it was at the, I don't want to say what bar it was, but it was a small show. They had like a stage and Victor Ortiz was like sitting towards the front and Joey Diaz went on stage and Victor Ortiz like started to FaceTime somebody while Joey Diaz was on stage. And he was like showing the person on FaceTime. He was like showing them the show and he was being a complete, you know, just obnoxious, you know, audience member, but he seemed nice. (laughs) (laughs) He seemed nice. Dude, boxers, like, I know that people say MMA guys have CTE. I, I've met a lot of MMA guys uh, throughout my life. I don't think I've, a couple, maybe you could go, this guy's off, but you wonder how much the cocaine, alcohol, and steroid use and other shit factored into that, like, his brain seem, and maybe these guys were, were never even around, like, even when they were in their prime, didn't seem like they were all with it. Boxers are, is it, like, you go to an old boxing gym, People are like drooling. I mean, it is one of the saddest things to see guys that were in like their thirties, like they were world champions, and now they're just not there. Well, that's kind of. I mean, that's that's kind of the job, you know. I mean, that's why people don't really complain. I mean, that's the thing. It's so funny the way you know, football is a collision sport. I mean, that's what it is. And people were like, "Oh my God, they're getting CDE," but nobody. Raised the ruckus about boxers and MMA fighters getting it. You know, nobody was like, they got to stop hitting each other. They got to stop outlaw hitting in the face, you know, because you kind of know that that's kind of the job. But, and I feel like they kind of should have known that about the NFL too. But we, you know, but it's weird the way they made all that ruckus about the NFL. Nobody says anything about boxing and MMA. They just kind of go like, well, you know, you're getting punched in the head. That's kind of, and that is, it's kind of the trade off, I feel like. But I feel like I've met a lot of old football players and their bodies are off. They're like, yeah. But their minds aren't. Whereas, yeah, usually it's knees, a lot of knees and a lot of shoulders. You're limping a little bit. You know, you meet these guys. And broken fingers. They always have those mangled-ass fingers that they can't point anymore. I'll tell you who wasn't like that. Who I'm not a football fan, but a guy came to my show, and he was – Marshall Falk was in amazing shape. Like, you wouldn't even know that guy ever ever hit in his life. Uh, he And he was a yeah. player. Was he one of the best? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 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 Super Bowl champion with the uh, Rams, with the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, the guy's a two-time Super Bowl winner. He's unbelievable. And then uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was at a show one time, and he was there. And I was asking him how much cocaine he did and all this stuff from the stage. And he was such a good sport. There's another guy sitting like a row down, and I had a belt with him. And I'm like, "Oh, what? What champ are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm the Southwest Los Angeles 
county boxing champion. I'm like, what's your record? He's like 17 and 40 and two. <laughs> and the whole, it was an all black crowd and people were rolling out of there. Cause then I was making fun of him. Then Chris Spencer went out to me. He's like, just say you beat 17 guys. Don't, you don't, just leave out the 40. <laughs> <laughs> leave out the 40 losses. <laughs> like, he's like, what the, he's like, what the fuck? Did you explain to him that you were the all New England eighth grade wrestling champ? Four time class Four eight th- New England champ. <laughs> it's, it's been done. It's been done. We dog, you gotta enjoy the every time he still clarifies. Dude, this girl that used to train me, it, 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 that came down to I won a race in fifth grade. It, it got basic. I know you want. I'm like I was. I know you want a race in the fifth grade like that. That like my whole thing. Went down to one fucking race that I won. Uh, so uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Um, oh, man. Uh, so do Ben you, Askren. Do you think, uh, oh, sorry. I, was, I, I want to say I'm McGregor because I had a question about that fight. Do you think that fight is for the belt? Because it seems like it's kind of in limbo. It seems like Dana still wants Khabib to come back. But this fight should 100% be for the lightweight belt, right? No. Why because, not? Because, uh, well, no, because... Justin Gaethje is the number one contender. So why does he get passed over? Or Charles Oliveira. Uh, Poirier is like, what, ranked third or fourth? And McGregor's, I mean, I don't think he's- Poirier number- says that he's ranked second right now in McConnor's four- and Conor McGregor's fourth. That's what it says right so now. How, you can't have the guy in the rank second and fourth right, fight for a belt. We got to have a belt because Khabib says he's not going to come back. He says that this fight should be for a belt. I mean, it just makes sense to have a belt in the division. Who cares if it's the third ranked person, the fourth ranked person? There just has you don't to be give a the belt to the fourth ranked guy. You got to have. Yeah, a- no, Gaethje has to be involved in that fight. If they they wanted it to be for the belt, it should have been Poirier versus Gaethje, right? Yeah, they got to have a, a little tournament, like a like a four. That'd be great. Tournament. I don't know why the UFC doesn't do that when stuff like this happens. Even like with when like Cejudo left. You know, so uh, let me ask you this. Do you think McGregor comes back hungry or do you think he comes back rusty? It seems like in the pictures, he's in good shape. It seems like he's got a third kid on the way, people are saying. Wow. Uh, I know he's training wrestling. He had like a little Ireland. It was pretty funny. They had like him and his kid both had Ireland wrestling singlets. And then somebody wrote like, those are the two only singlets in Ireland. Like, <laughs> um, but it, it does seem like they're like, he's a different guy right now. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's blowing money on, you don't, maybe the paparazzi is, is they're not as active because of COVID or whatever, but you're not seeing these like parties and clubs and cocaine. Maybe they're not open. Who knows? It does seem like he's sort well, of and having, having kids does, it has a settling effect on, on everyone, on both men and women. Yeah. So it does seem like that. Um, and, and I, and I like this version of Connor too. I don't really like the, like that, those press conferences with him and Mayweather, I was almost embarrassed to be uh, an MMA. Paying $65 for it. <laughs> well, it was, just, it was just the way he was acting of making yeah. it rain and like, like he was just, the whole thing was embarrassing. But see, but see, we've seen this before. When a guy stops being the guy that made him the champion, they become susceptible to losing. You know, that attitude. That mental game was such a big part of what who he was and what he did. Can this new, mature, settled McGregor still win? It's funny you say that because I remember Manny Pacquiao when he was coming up. He was they said he was doing like 130 
a grand theft auto. He, there was like eight assassination attempts on his life in the Philippines. He was out of control. He had like mistresses every week, like at the gym, they, like his wife, he was cheating, just chaos. And he was beating the fuck out of beating everybody. That was his everybody. best. Exactly. That's when he was at his best. And then when he found Jesus, he just started getting garbage. Out. Like, garbage. <laughs> Jesus saved his soul and ruined his career. I mean, you could say, I mean, Chuck Liddell, maybe kind of same thing when Chuck Liddell had like a whole wing in a hotel, allegedly for like the fuck rooms that he was in. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, I don't know that that's a weird. I I gotta say, based on the information we've just covered, I'm going with Borea. (laughs) That's one guy though. That's one guy. I mean, it's a couple guys. We've seen this many times. It's kind of a weird thing when they settle down. All of a sudden, they're not as hungry. They're not as aggressive. They're not as good. I don't know that that's what's going to happen here. I'm just I'm putting it out there because it's what we do. Yeah, but a lot of guys say that, like that I talked to. How how come you lost that fight? I wasn't focused. I was on drugs. I was partying too much. I mean, we hear that a lot too, though. We hear that a lot. Uh, Tyson, same way, you know. I, actually, Tyson, when he was under control, was amazing. And then when we lost Customato, he went out of control. And really, that's when his career started to suck. So, I mean, it, it really, I mean, I guess it can go both ways. It's about changing, you know, the formula. For better or worse, the formula that was a winning formula for you. I mean, I think it could be dangerous no matter which direction it goes. Well, I had a friend that worked that fight, the Buster Douglas fight, and he's said that Tyson flew back three days before for to pick him a prostitute and like bring her back to Japan with him. Like he was just not. And the fight was at noon. You know what the funniest thing was? A lot of people don't know this. Funniest thing, he came back, picked up an Asian prostitute. That's what's <laughs> weird. Dude, I ever watched that one documentary on Tyson and literally they got him in the ring and he's pacing back and forth. And he's like, I got my wife in the front row, my girlfriend in the second row, my baby mama in the third row, right? He's like, and I'm walking around because I had like chlamydia. It wasn't because he was angry. Cause he's just, he's like, <laughs> His balls like, were on fire. Like, my dick was burning. So he's walking back and forth because his dick is burning. <laughs> have you guys had chlamydia? I feel like that's a common STD. Uh, I've, have you had chlamydia? No, I might have had it. I've had many times where my dick was on fire for no apparent reason, but I don't think it was an STD, but it could have been. Dude, your your pictures, your girlfriend looks so normal, Joe. Yeah. And she, then all I can think about is like the anal sex and the, the knives and the drugs. I think about all the shit you tell me of you taking her virginity and you fucking with your parents downstairs. And yeah. Like, and then I look at her and I'm like, is this, is everything made up? Like, do you no. want like, oh, Old B movies that no Eric Roberts. Dude, it's always the quiet ones, man. It's always the quiet ones. I'm very fortunate that she is. She's super innocent, super normal. But you know, I I feel like I'm the reverse Punisher, like the Punisher superhero, like. You know, I had a normal life and shit happened. Then he went off the end murdering people. I'm like the reverse, right? I had a crazy life, you know, crazy Tinder dates, sex stories, heroin, you know, machetes. And then I got a uh, super average, normal, innocent, wonderful, beautiful girlfriend. And now I'm just mellowed the fuck out now, you know? I think that's more common, though, than anything. 
Really? Is usually the way. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that, that's how it went for me, too. I mean, I think that's the way it went for Adam. I mean, usually it is, you know, one good girl that kind of like gets you kind of she's the the becomes like the rudder on the boat that keeps you going straight. You know, Yeah, you got to meet a girl with like for me, you know, I had to uh, I was 38, you know, and also the problem with me was I kept upping the antes, you know, it's like and. And I, like Sean was saying before last time when he talked about like, it's the sad life of like, okay, first it's like, all right, you know, it's just regular girls. You got, then you're having threesomes and with porn stars. And then, you know, I was stripping and I was this and that. And then you want to like, you keep wanting to like up the ante of, uh, and it just, it never stops. And then that becomes the rush. I mean, of course I, I missed the rush. You missed the, the, you know, you call a girl that you don't know or from Tinder, she comes over seeing her naked the first time, you know, or she sees you naked the first time. And that, those are all great things, but then you actually, you meet, meet someone that you want to be around and you have a kid. It's just, it's a different kind of high. It's a better high. It's a long, it's a much more productive high, but I'd, I'd be lying to say, I'm sure every guy misses a certain element of it. You know, you yeah, know. I mean, there's always parts you miss, and then there are parts the second you, you know, you see your friends going through the bad parts of it, and you're like, well, I don't miss that. Fuck all that, you know. Yeah. And I think that you don't appreciate it too when, when, it, when you're constantly on Tinder. Like, I used to do the road, and you could have a thing where you select where you're going to be next week. So, I'm, I'm on Tinder in Oklahoma while I'm in LA, lining up fucking dates, you know, and but when you're you got like three girls coming to the shows or four or five. And, <laughs> and then- that was the one thing that drove me crazy about, you know, I mean, Summer and I, we've been together, I guess, uh, going on 12 years now. So we got together like 2009, I want to say. And, you know, Tinder didn't happen until what, like 2015, 2016, something like that. And, and so, I, I mean, they finally got this technology to do the one thing I wanted it to do. <laughs> which was just be a pussy finder and it was too late i've never gotten to use it and i'll never get to use it well it's just the whole thing people are but you could also dismiss people a lot easier too people are just like oh well fuck it i'll just go back on tinder well, you know? and that's the thing is i feel like it, i would have been one of those guys who was on tinder for a little while and was like fuck tinder that fucking sucks because it seems like you know listen if you got laid at bars you got laid at tinder and if you didn't get laid at bars then you didn't get laid on tinder i feel like there was this imaginary idea that like hot girls were for some reason hooking up with ugly dudes on Tinder, and it just when you know what i mean if you were getting laid before you kept getting laid and if you weren't you weren't you know that's I, I was like copy and pasting the same message. oh i remember that i remember you copy and paste because <laughs> one time didn't i read your copy and paste material one time on one of the podcasts like i got a hold of it and read it and, and then but yeah but then i realized that like I, I was putting the same girl the same name i didn't even change the name <laughs> oh my god like so yeah it was it was uh it was crazy how you doing uh with sean everything okay yeah, I'm all right, man. Hanging in there. Been driving around like uh, crazy today, making everybody mad that I'm not wearing a mask anywhere I go. So I've been, uh, I've been the license branch, the post office, the bank, uh, the butcher shop, the other places. They all sit there and stare at me. Everyone, they can't believe I'm not wearing a mask. Oh yeah, I would say it. Well, you're a tough guy to try and enforce that on. I would imagine. I imagine everybody at those places looks at each other like, "Are you gonna fucking tell them? I'm not gonna fucking tell them." Yeah. It's uh, it's uncomfortable for everybody except me. I love it. Now, do you give them the same uh, uh, Black Lives Matter speech or no? 
Uh, I like to come up with different stuff, but that's the one that's been uh, most successful recently is just claiming that uh, I'm protesting. Uh, sometimes I told somebody the other day I was a double lung transplant survivor. Um, so I had to uh, not wear a mask. And I, apparently that's a real thing. Like, I didn't know that was a real thing. Ah. And uh, like, I just made it up to try to be funny. I was like, oh, no, I had a double lung transplant. They're like, really? And they started asking me about it. And then it reminded me of the time I was on an airplane. I told a guy I was a veterinarian just to just to make stuff up. And then about 30 minutes into it, he realized there's no way in hell I was a veterinarian. <laughs> and then uh, we had a uh, real uncomfortable three-hour ride to Vegas or L.A. The best story ever, I'll tell you this real quick. One time, I um, think I'm a funny guy. I'm stuck at Detroit's airport for 23 hours because the airline was stupid. They didn't tell me. They said they couldn't, I, we couldn't fly because of weather. And everybody else's planes were taken off, just not United or whoever I was with, you know? So I thought that was weird. So I go up there. I'm in a real bad mood. And I said, hey, I've been here for 23 hours. I said, sir, you could have left through another connection hours ago. We just thought you want to go direct to Vegas. We could have sent you through L.A. Since I was like, oh, okay. So I've been sitting here in Detroit, exactly where I want to be for hours, right? So... I was real mad I get on the plane. They upgrade me to first class because that'll make it better. Uh, I'm going to Las Vegas. This guy sits down next to me, and his breath, as my dog my window, smells like shit. I mean, like dog shit. And just him breathing, I can smell it. So I put on Facebook, I'm not positive, um, or I said I'm positive that I know what the guy I'm sitting next to on the plane in Detroit had for dinner. I'm just surprised to hear Detroit's now serving shit sandwiches, you know, trying yeah. to be funny. The guy ends up talking to me, getting to like asking me what I'm doing. And uh, he said, You ever go to oh my God. fight out there? And I'm like, Oh, I, uh, yeah, I fought in the UFC. And he goes, You're going to fight? I said, Well, just to watch. And I'm talking to him. A few minutes later, he's like, What's your name? And I tell him, you know, and we're talking. So the, I start, uh, I lean over and uh, like I feel like some turbulence hit me and shakes me a little bit. I look up, he's on my Facebook page. He's found oh, my Facebook God. page, getting ready to add me. And I can see the first line of what I wrote. I was like, It was Wes in the indicator. So I said, oh, oh, no. I said, that's my fan page here. And I grabbed the phone out of his hand. Like, I don't want him to look because that's going to be really uncomfortable, right? Right. So I grabbed the phone out of his hand. And then I'm like, he goes, so he's like looking at me like, and I was like, here, let me get to my fan page. Hold on. I said, I, I'm going to get to know that one. And then meanwhile, I'm trying to change what I said and um, then trying to refresh his phone at the same time because it's not working. And so finally, I changed it to taxi driver. Because I deleted the status and everybody starts saying, what's with the status on the guy that's shit breath on the plane? What happened to that? <laughs> like, oh, no, no, it's taxi driver. So I start saying the taxi driver in Las Vegas. And uh, so the guy finally gets set. And I was sweating bullets, like for real. Like I was like, this dude sees this. He ends up being the nicest guy ever. But um, so I changed it to the taxi driver in Las Vegas had a shit sandwich, blah, blah, blah. So everybody leaves it alone. Or they're commenting, but it's no longer the guy. So I get there. Not even remembering this happened. Get in the taxi. The guy starts talking to me. He goes, are you a UFC fighter? And I was like, he said, I know it's from your affliction shirt. I was like, great. Like, I thought you knew who I was. It's just that I'm a douchebag wearing an affliction shirt, right? Right. Um, he, and so uh, he goes, I said, yeah, we're talking about it. He goes, I love those fights, man. He's like, wait, you fought Mark Hunt? He's like talking all about it. He knows everything. As I get out of the taxi, he goes, hey, I just added you on Facebook. I'm like, oh, okay. no. I'm like, cool. I don't realize until two hours later that I had said the taxi driver in Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't realize that. And then I look, I was like, oh, shit. I did, oh, my God, that guy's going to think I was talking about him. And I look, and we were no longer friends on Facebook. Oh, man. You yeah. kept changing it to like, and then you went to the, the hotel, and you put the hotel concierge as the worst shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be, yeah. That would have been the next move. But, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I felt so bad because that guy's breath was fine. Just the guy in Detroit. So. Now we were talking about girls before we get to Tom. Now at one point, I remember me and you got to a feud 
on Twitter. That's how I met Sean. Right. That was that night. That was that night in Detroit. That's when I started writing back on Twitter. I was bored. So he told me I couldn't light up a crowd if it was a Batman premiere, right? And that was the guy that shot up the whole fucking Batman. Like, I was like, bro, I'm not going to even respond. Like, what? You know, like, so anyway, he's like, his comedy so bad, the crickets were booing. I, like, it was like, it was actually kind of funny. So, but then we became friends. You told me if I go to Indiana, you fucked every hot girl in Indiana. Uh, is this? Is Which this was only two. So that's not much of an accomplishment. No, it's a, when you came to Indiana, it was so funny because an Indiana six is like an LA three, kind of like a, what's his name's dad, the Hawaiian guy from last week. Dude, did um, you know how to say this remember? time, Greg? So I, I, I tell Sean, I'm like, hey, you got to do um, comedy. You're fucking hilarious. He's like, I'm going to open mic. He drives an hour to open mic. I go, how'd it go? He goes, not good. I go, why? He goes, well, I, I went up there and I brought a girl that I had anal sex with and I froze. So I, I didn't know what to do. So I just went, I fucked her in the ass and pointed to her, right? So th- like that was his like, <laughs> so he's like, she like storms out. <laughs> well, that's, not, that's not exactly what happened. What is up, people? How's it going? What's going on? Are we ready for some football? Well, college football heads into bowl season. And there are some big matchups this weekend, right? And the NFL regular season is finishing up, but the playoff picture becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. What's that place? BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus, okay? I'm talking about in the NFL, in college football, okay? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your very first deposit. Yes, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And you gotta visit our good friends and exclusive partner at at betonline uh, underscore AG. That's at betonline underscore ag take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use the promo code clns50 for your first sign up bonus okay hashtag bet online check it out okay i highly 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 recommend it is awesome so toothless tom right the last time i saw tom galicchio was at his wedding right now uh, me and me and Bree drive to a wedding uh, in Vegas because uh, you know and Tom and I tell my wife she's like is everyone wearing masks I'm like yes absolutely right we show up to his wedding there's 75 people not one mask in sight right we're the only ones wearing masks people are yelling at us to take off our masks at the wedding like we actually got like people were like you have to take off your mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so then Tom goes down the aisle with his beautiful, beautiful wife. He forgets the wedding ring. Like he forgets the wedding ring at his wedding. So he has to borrow a wedding ring from somebody in the crowd. Like they, they tossed him a wedding ring, right? So, so then afterwards, I go to give Tom a hug. And I want you to tell me, to tell me your version of all this. I go to give Tom a hug, right? I go, hey, congrats. And I see that he didn't have his tooth in. So I go, Tom, how come you didn't get, he goes, 
oh, well, I went to go buy a tooth downtown last week, but uh, I couldn't find one. So I took out my own molar and <laughs> shoved it in, <laughs> but it wouldn't fit. <laughs> my, my wife is looking at me like, this is like, this is, this is what we're doing right now. Like, we go to Vegas, no mask. The guy forgets the wedding ring and puts his own tooth. Uh, Tom, will you, will you, I know I fucked up. I told all the, story, the stories, but, but well, tell me about what happened. All right. All right. You got it all messed up. I didn't know that we forgot the wedding until my wife told me there when you guys found out. Oh. I was so used to putting out fires that I, I was on the spot. I just went out to the crowd and, and found a ring. Like, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> next, next couple's behind us. Nice. <laughs> did, now, where did you leave the wedding ring? No, she left it. The photographer took it out to, like, take pictures of the stuff when the w wife was ready and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so she took it out, and then the photographer never put it back, and, you know, the girls started drinking, and then when they left. All right, so who's, who's ring? Who, who gave you the ring? Like, the random ring? Uh, uh, one of Stephanie's friends had one. One of her. Okay. My buddy Joe pulled one off. He had a silicone one. He's like, yeah, I got a whole bag. You could, you could keep that one. Now, does that even count as a wedding? If it's not, like, the ring? It's, it's, Greg, does that count as a wedding? Oh, yeah, that counts. In Vegas, sure, that counts. <laughs> okay, and then the tooth thing. You went shopping for a tooth. What, what, what happened? Well, to tell you the truth, I'll give you the honest story instead of that the bullshit I made up. Uh, the the dentist I went to fucked it up four times uh. and didn't get it done in time. So I was like, ah, fuck it. But you said you were looking for a tooth. Did you actually go to buy a tooth? No, yeah, I, I had I had four dentist appointments, and every time I was I would go, they wouldn't uh -huh. listen. How I wanted. Did you, wait, didn't you try to take a, a crown and shove it in though? No, I was fucking with you. Oh, oh, <laughs> you oh, believed oh. me, so I didn't want to stop you. I uh, believed you too. We all believed it. We're like, what a guy! That guy eats nails and cracks <laughs> thunder. Like, uh, gee, that was like the most legit tough guy move ever. I wish you hadn't ruined it. Then we go to the hotel, and I loved everything about this wedding, right? Because, okay, so I'm, I'm with Hendo, and I'm talking to Hendo, and, and we're getting into, like, QAnon theories, but, like, I'm like, yeah, this guy's crazy, and they believe all of it. So, so then, like, um, so then we go to the hotel rooms, and they're serving Chick-fil-A, right? Which was, like, which was awesome. But, it's, but only four people are allowed at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the security fucked with us the night before. I almost got into a fist fight with the security at the Golden Nugget. Wait, wait, wait what happened? Uh, well, they were letting everybody's in, and no yeah. problem. Night before the wedding, I had three people helping me carry stuff in. Security, oh, you can't have these people up with you. Uh, Sorry, COVID, you know, only four people to a room. So then I, I fight with the hotel manager all night before my wedding, and then they uh, got it. I could bring 20 people in. At, and, in then, and then we were sitting, it was like that. And then I'm sitting next to Keith Berry with his porn star girlfriend, <laughs> who he's fighting with. She's like 23 or something. And I was like, oh, I love your work. I know she was, as a joke. She did not find that funny at all. Um, like, I was like, oh, I'm a big fan. What's your name? Like, I was just trying to be funny, but like nothing. I was fucking bombing pretty hard. All right. So now you move to Chattanooga, Tennessee. To open up an MMA gym. Yes. 
tell me about that. How, how's that going? Uh, good. Well, we our grand opening was December first. Um, right. uh, so hopefully January first we'll have our first day. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So you're opening up now. How's now? Why Chattanooga? Uh, you know anybody out here who fights? No. No. Yeah, me. Me either. So you know, I there's two hundred <laughs> people here. They need a gym, and I That's don't need competition. That's genius. I think, I, don't open another one in Vegas or in fucking Phoenix or something. Exactly. Yeah. Where there ain't nobody. There's, there's, there's I heard that trip um, in California next to Endo's gym. Yeah, yeah. I heard he moved down there because of that old saying: uh, "In the land of Chattanooga, the man with most of his teeth is king." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, so you're in Chattanooga now. I, I, I looked at your flyer. Your flyer seem like it taught every class you're like mma classes wrestling classes want to punch your boss in the face like it just it kept going like did your boyfriend beat you up like it just you have like thousands of classes are you are you teaching every one of them pretty much uh my wife's gonna do the ladies and uh help me with the kids but i'm like a pocket knife i'm just gonna do it all i know it all <laughs> i get to do it all Okay. Uh, McCorkle, any, uh, any, any, any thoughts about Tom's new gym? Uh, no, it's awesome. I'm just wondering, like, uh, I, kept think, I couldn't help but think if he just would have put that tooth that he pulled out under his pillow, maybe a wedding ring would have appeared. Like a tooth fairy would have known what he needed at the moment. That's what I was thinking earlier. So. Now, now, you told me you had so many funny stories to tell me. Well, tell me these, what are some of these stories? Okay, so uh, I was, so it was about, I was planning on being open. December 1st. Yeah. I thought it was, hey, we're just going to tear some wall down and put some mats down and piece of cake. No, I, I've, be, I've become a carpenter. I've become a, I, I got good at painting. Who would have thought that? Hopefully I won't have to use the skill. I got all these skills I don't have to, hopefully I won't have to use. But uh, probably the hardest thing I had to do was become an ice road trucker. Uh, talk to me. Explain to me what. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Got, okay. All right. Let me let me back it up. Let me back it. <laughs> let me back the ice road truck up. Um. Uh, I got all my mats in California because I figured I could buy some used ones out there. Gyms are shutting down all the time, and people are getting new mats. So I ended up buying all the arenas mats. That's a uh, the arena Yoshida Barrett's old mats. Um, got them at a great price. I refurbished them down in California. And then it came time to uh, get them shipped. I had five different shippers drop the ball on me. And they were left in my old garage in uh, California. And then when those shippers dropped the ball on me, uh, at the last time they were supposed to pick them up, they got left outside on their pallets with no way to get back in. And the truckers told me they couldn't do it. So what'd you do? You drove, you drove from California, Tennessee? With, with, no, with... no, I drove from, well, I looked into uh, renting a U-Haul, flying out and renting a U-Haul. But if you want to rent a U-Haul in California, it's like $4,000 off the gate. It's uh, no one-way U-Haul. They all leave California, none are coming back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so then I looked into to Vegas, and then it was twenty four hundred. So I'm like, oh, I could fly into Vegas, 
do that, pick it up there, drive there, drive back, 2,400. Then my shippers, then I said, all right, the ship, somebody told me they had shippers that could help me. And then they got left outside. So I looked at a round trip from Chattanooga and they charge you by the mile. Dollar a mile. That's a lot of miles. It's like four or five thousand. So I found this little loophole. I booked a one way from Nashville to Chattanooga. And then I had my wife and I and I was able to book it up to five days. So I had my wife drop me off in Nashville because it was two hours on the way. And uh, I drove from Nashville to California to California to Chattanooga. Oh my God. <laughs> five days. Wow. Wow. Last time I was in Nashville, I got kicked out of a bank for trying to cash a, 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 a fucking bounce check that a college a college booker said it was I had to go I'm like where's the check it's in my office and I went to the office tried to cash it like this is cat this is bounce then I drove to the college gig it was a Christian school they didn't tell me and the kids were all getting credit for being there uh either that or like church and then within three seconds the lady was like fucking giving me the slash. I had already lost money on the plane ticket. I had a bounce check and threat and drove four hours. I get oh. off stage. She makes a beeline at me, yell at me. I'm like, just so you know, this fucking check bounce. Uh, I don't have to be here right now. I'm doing you a favor by not getting you fired. And she was like, okay, cool. And shook my hand. <laughs> so uh, all right. So now you have a gym. Uh, so now you have. You're the only instructor. You and your wife. Me and my wife. Um, actually, we got another guy, John Billison. He was from California. Okay, and, and then where are you guys living? Uh, we got an apartment. We I was originally going to live in the gym. That was the original plan. Like, let's just get out there and live in the gym. Actually, the plan before this was buy an RV and live in an RV in front of the gym. Right. I'm sure your wife was thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah, she was thrilled. <laughs> she was just happy we were getting married. Right. Right. <laughs> And you know, buy a place of own your own your own house, and we could move in any state you want. Okay, so now you guys have an apartment and you have a gym. Do you have anybody? Do you have any members yet? People are showing up. Uh, the police force <laughs> reached out to me. Uh, the criminals reached out to me. You know, everybody. Wait, what, wait, what? What criminals? You know the the local the local thugs around here. They reached out. The we prefer to be called Latin Kings. <laughs> Does anybody actually join the gym? Like paid you for the gym? Well, no, I can't. I can't take payment yet. I don't have that set up. Okay, we're opening, but I can't take payment yet. I figured everybody gets a free week anyway. I'll figure it out in a week. All right, Tom, we got we got to talk about this, dude. You got to have an actual business plan because everyone's just gonna show up and not pay you. Uh, um. <laughs> well, they got their free week. So okay, the, once all right, once their weeks open, you have to, you're running their credit card first, and then you bill them after the week starts. Like you can't. Just are you not, at least getting? Wait, are you at least getting their email addresses? I got their phone numbers. They, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's something. There yeah. you go. Okay, try and get their email too. Try and get their email as well. No, okay, listen. You know how you sign up for a website to take your credit card info, and then you get billed in a month or something. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get if, if, if criminals are joining a gym, you think they're just gonna pay you in a week? <laughs> well, listen, listen. You know, of course, they're <laughs> gonna get kicked out. They're gonna get kicked out. They didn't pay anything. They're not members. You can't get kicked out of something that you don't you don't actually belong to. 
Listen, well, Adam, 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 quit, Adam, quit making sense, okay? We let the guy run his business. The first thing he's got to do is he's got to drive the credit card to Chattanooga, okay? <laughs> then he's got to use an ATM in Nashville. And then he'll log onto a computer and pay pallet once he gets back to uh, to, uh, to North Carolina, where the fuck. All right, so you have no actual. Listen, listen, I got it figured out. Listen, okay. in a week, when I have all that set up through whoever's going to run my credit card, there's a couple of companies. We're not going to plug any of them, but you know, it gives me a week. Everybody gets a free week, so I don't need their credit card. That's a little personal. Hey, what's your what's your credit card? What's your social security number? No, I know, but this is, this is a business. Now, are people allowed to work out because it is COVID? I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you worked out in California? No, you can't. I'm not stopping anybody. What do I look like? I, I know they're deep, please, but I'm not stepping up as volunteer. Yeah. Uh, do you have any showers at the gym and bathrooms? We got about 2,000 square feet, so we got a sink. <laughs> Hey, they got they got a bucket marked men and a bucket marked women. <laughs> they've, got, you know they've, got, they've got one. They've got one bucket with a big number one, and another bucket with a big number two. You just figure out which bucket you got to use. Right, what's this? What's this gym called? Militia MMA. Militia MMA. Now, I mean, yeah. did you meet with anybody who has like a who was running a gym before or any business plan? people or because most gyms don't make it yeah yeah most gyms don't make it i hear that and i, I could see you worrying over there for me <laughs> but don't worry <laughs> yeah I, personally i don't know if we need to be worried so much about a plan because the last guy that went to uh, tennessee in an rv with a plan ended up blowing everything up so i don't know if, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> that's a, oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, now, now, what do you think about? Uh, okay, so we have a, a Don Fry. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Right on time. Um, all right. So you're here with Corkle, Wean Dog, Greg Wilson, and Toothless Tom, who has a gym now. He 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 opened up a gym in Tennessee. He has no paying members yet, but he's got two thousand square feet, and he's teaching the classes. Uh, now, your last business did pretty well. I don't know if you know this, uh, uh, by the way. So Tom went on a Craigslist, opened up, and bought a candy thing, like I think a candy, a candy dispenser. Um, and, then he, and then he actually put candy, and he went around, and he bought like a bunch of them. Before you know it, he had his own candy business. And he was going to bars and put, putting in the, the, candy, the candy machines. And you had your whole, you had a, a whole thing. You had like, what, 50 fucking candy things? Or yeah, I was a thousandaire. You're a thousand. Did you yeah. sell that? Did you sell that company? Yeah, I did actually uh, to a UFC fighter Jared Vandera. Okay. So, and how's he doing with it? He's dead now. He's <laughs> now. He's in the UFC now, so hopefully he's still keeping up with it. Right. Uh, now, Don Fry, have you ever run a gym before? Yeah, I did. I did not enjoy it. And you know, all depends on your clientele. That's all. That's the bottom line. Now, okay, how many people? How many members do you actually have, Tom, right now of your gym? How many do I have? Yeah, I don't know. We we didn't even have the first practice. 
All right, are no are but are you paying rent for this place? Uh, January first, rent starts. My I didn't pay rent during build out. Build out is I'm about a day away from build out being done. And how much is rent? It all depends. About anywhere from twelve hundred. I think it ends around fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred a month. Okay. Well, we got to get some so we got to get some paid people, right? Sean, any advice to Tom about running this gym? Uh, you know what? Big John McCarthy told me um, he ran a gym with like 800 uh, people, members. Uh, I guess they all wanted to be referees. But no, um, he ran an MMA gym uh, and he said, uh, get kids. He said, parents don't want to, they're too lazy. They don't want to do anything, but they'll pay any amount of money for their kids to do a sport, especially the real insecure parents that want to have a tough kid. So um, he said, yeah, he said, target kids because fighters never pay their dues. Uh, adults will try it for a month and quit. But he said, kids will be forced to go and their parents will pay any amount of money, 100 a month, 200 a month, whatever, as long as their kids are progressing or having fun. So that's what he did. And he made an awesome living with a bunch of kids. No, that's true. That's true about most karate dojos. I mean, they don't make their money teaching adult black belts. They make their money teaching 100 kids. <laughs> for three hours a day, you know? And then they have the night class for adults and like, okay, cool. But all the money is made on the kids. Uh, Greg, you have any advice for Toothless Tom on his gym? I, I just did it. <laughs> uh, 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 wean Dog, any advice? Uh, I think the kid idea is a great idea. Um, I, I go to uh, 10th Planet Burbank. Well, I haven't been there in a while, but it seems like they had 50 ki kids there at a time for the children classes. I don't know how much they charge, maybe like 150 bucks for a month per child. So it got it has to be a great killing if you have a decent number of kids in your gym. How much is it a month, Tom, for your, for your, uh, your, your gym? For my gym, 99 for adults, 79 for kids. Okay. That's very real. Any parent will pay that, dude. You get those seventy-nine dollars. You can crank those out. And how many? How many classes per week? Uh, with kids, we're gonna uh, five a week, one every day, Monday through Friday. All right. And we're gonna right. separate it between uh, like seven and under, and seven to twelve and up. I know. Are you gonna start? Dude, a I think you can. If you're gonna give them five classes a week, you should. You need to double your price for the kids, man. That's a lot. Because parents, again, for parents, it's just about having their not having their kids occupied for a certain amount of time, you know. So if you're going to do that, give them the opportunity to come five days. You should be you should double your price on the kids. Oh, we will, we will. It'll all come eventually. This is all pre-opening stuff. We're just trying right. to get. Right, I, I get it. You want to bring them in, right? Get it going, yeah. all thing. I get uh, it. I believe. You know what, Tom? I get you, and I believe in you. Fuck these now, other now, guys. Now, Sean had a business that didn't go very well. Sean had a fight. He had a fight business. I thought it was genius. He had he had MMA fights, boxing fights, hot girls doing pillow fights, uh, and then you had like a pudding fight, and then in between, Sean went up. Told the whole crowd, every girl he fucked in his life, he had a list of 120 girls uh, that you they you read off. But you got sued because people thought the pillow fights were fixed, right? No, they just the, the commission didn't appreciate having girls pillow fight uh, between MMA fights. They were like, we're going to be here all night with this right? I'm like, well, if you guys would have approved more of the matchups, I wouldn't have to do so many pillow fights. Like every every five minutes, they were saying, you can't do that fight, you can't do this fight, you can't do that. Like changing their minds, so. I was like, okay, well, you're staying here till midnight anyway, so I'm getting a prescription of the alcohol sales. So, uh, so we're gonna be here till midnight regardless. So uh, we'll just come up with something else. And one fight, I had a, uh, 
a guy that's in prison for hitting a girl in the face with a hammer right now, but he was a pro fighter. Um, I had him go out there. He was supposed to wrestle two or three pillow fight girls, but I told the pillow fight girls just to punch him in the face real hard and kick him in the balls. And uh, they did. They just jumped him for real and beat him up. It was the funniest thing ever. Okay. Now, how you know, I got to tell you, uh, Sean, anything that you say that ends with the funniest thing ever really usually isn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because I started with, I watched Brendan Schaub's comedy special. It was the funniest Uh, thing. I got to tell you, you cranking him on that comedy special is the only thing keeping it relevant. Now, now, Don, you recently asked me for uh, a number for the Tempe Improv. Are you doing a stand-up now? No, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> are you, that are makes you, sense. Are you, are, you, are you doing comedy for real? No, no. I got a, a, uh, Rob Snyder is going to be up there, you know, um, for New Year's Eve. So I'm going to go up there and, and uh, see him. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, weren't you in Rob's movies? Yeah, yeah, I did a movie with Rob. Yeah, uh, twelve years ago, I guess. I don't know. Which one was it? The Big Stand. The Big Stand of the prison movie. Right, yeah. right. That was a hilarious movie. You ever seen that movie, Sean? I had a great time. I had a great who, who time was? That Rob movie. Schneider's Rob going to prison. Schneider. He's going to oh, prison, yeah. so then he learns how to like beat everyone up in prison by sticking his finger up their ass, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob's a great guy, man. He's a great guy. Shit, but I'll tell you what, he's a good person. He he really cares about people. That's that's what's really good about him. Wasn't Bob Sapp in that movie too? Oh yeah, Bob Sapp. He stole the movie. Bob was fantastic. I just think I think he stole the movie. He did such a great job. Now Sean, I'm you have to check it out now. That's one of the ones I haven't seen. Now Sean, you, you told me that Bob Sapp told you that he had like three months to live. So he was throwing all his fights to raise money for like a village or something, and that right. was like, that was nine years ago. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> I, what I heard was I talked to Bob. I fought on the same card as him in uh, Japan. If you call it fighting, we both got beat real fast. But um, I, um, yeah, Bob is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life, man. He like most generous, nicest guys ever. And um, his he didn't tell me that, but his assistant told me he had real bad liver trouble. I probably shouldn't say that, but. That he was real sick and he was just trying to raise enough money to take care of the people he cared about uh, before. And he said, he said people keep saying he loses MMA fights, but he said if the promoter tells you beforehand, if you're in Kazakhstan and they say, hey, we need this guy to beat you in the third round by armbar, he considers it pro wrestling at that point. You know, he said like they're telling if they're he said if they're telling you where this is the way the match is going to go, this is what we're going to do, and you need to lose, and we'll pay you extra to do it. That he said it's a pro wrestling match to me. And he cracked me up because he said they paid me an extra forty thousand to lose. What they didn't know is I was going to lose anyway. Like uh, he said, so they're, he said, they're not separate out of forty grand. I loved it. I, th- I think he's an awesome guy. Man. I love that him. is the funniest. But that's a good story that he loses to, to raise money. He's got two months to live. But then when he, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's still kicking. Yeah, I was like, I feel like that was a self-diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I feel like I only got a couple more months here, so let me just do this, and then lo and behold, there he is. We've all been there. All right, so let's talk about some more fights. Kevin Holland is fighting Derek Brunson. Uh, that's what they're saying that they're going to make that fight. 
Wait, one second, one second. Kevin Holland is now saying that since Leon Edwards and Kamzat Chimaev, their fight got canceled because Kamzat can't make it January 20th. Kevin Holland is now calling to fight Leon Edwards January 20th. Ooh, I think Kevin wins that fight. I do too. Uh, I do. Now he talks so much shit. Now we have three pro fighters here. Did anybody talk shit to you during your fights? Uh, Tom, you, you first. James Krause. What did he say? <laughs> what? Who's that girl? Is that your wife behind you? Keep taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> She's probably looking for a wedding ring. Wait. John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a girl. That's Jesus Christ. Oh my God. How did you get that wrong? He's right there over his shoulder. I feel like that's like the creepy elf on Christmas, but like a human version. Elf on uh, so back it up. It's actually pretty. It's pretty. Uh, he's suffering a lot on this cross. Oh man, that's that one's. That's not my favorite. Yes, because no. he's, he's probably thinking about the prospects of, of your of your gym. Um, so. <laughs> he's worried. He's worried about your payment system. <laughs> uh, so, McCorkle. Has anybody talked shit during your fights to you? Uh, I've had guys, uh, one time uh, I picked a guy up and slammed him and he said, holy shit, you're strong. Like after I slammed him, which I thought was a weird thing to say, um, like to talk. And then one guy one time said, how are you doing to me when I was punching him in the face? Like I hit him once and we were like, I was on top and like trying to regain position. He goes, how's it going? I was like, (laughs) threw me off for a second, you know? So, um, but yeah, that was the only time I remember. What about you, Don? No, Gary, uh, Gary Goodridge, their first two fights, you know, I hit him, God damn, you're tough, you know, shit, you know, and, uh, and like, you said, yeah, you're you're strong, you know, but then, uh, third fight, you didn't have to say anything to me. (laughs) What about Ken, what about Ken Shamrock, he didn't say anything to you? Oh, we didn't say a word to each other the whole time, you know, not a damn word, um, we almost didn't say anything after the fight, but uh, Guy Metz just says, come on, guys, knock it off. Uh, shake hands. <laughs> so Guy, guy uh, made his poor head out of our asses, you know? Now, do you think he threw that Kimbo fight? It looked like he threw that fight. Who? Ken Shamrock. He didn't fight Kimbo. Yeah, he did. He fought he with Oh, did he? I, I, I thought he cut himself before the fight. No, that was uh, that was that was the first time. That was the first time. The second time he like they were going like they like tied up, and then he had Kimbo in a rear naked choke, and Kimbo just got out of it for some reason. Like <laughs> it, was, it was it was weird. It was really weird. All right, so uh, he probably, probably be probably bet all the money on Kimbo. So yeah. <laughs> So Sarah McMahon is fighting Juliana Pena uh, in the the BMF belt, the baddest MILF uh, fighter. Two two hotties, uh, two sexy women. Uh, it's gonna be a good fight because I think Juliana's got striking advantage. Sarah's got obviously Sarah's a silver medalist in wrestling, so you gotta give her the advantage of wrestling. Um, this is gonna be it's, it's a good. Fight. I, I like this fight a lot. Uh, who do we like in this fight? We know. Probably pick uh, Sarah Sarah McMahon. I thought she left the UFC though. No, oh. Katzengano did. Katzengano did. 
Oh, okay. Well, I got Sarah McMahon all day in this one. It's going to be a good fight. Sean? I'd say Juliana Pena. I just want to say, man, that I, I, for one, miss the old days when Mill stood for, like, the MI stood for mentally ill. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'd say Juliana Pena uh, be be a more well-rounded. How how many single moms did you bang back in the day, McCorkle? Golly, virtually none, man. It's uh, that I knew of. Um, Yeah, whatever. But uh, not a girlfriend (laughs) that had a little girl. uh, She had a little girl, a girlfriend uh, that had a little girl. It was a really cute little kid, man. Uh, I was always a sucker for little kids, man. Like, I miss mine being little so much. It's ridiculous. My daughter's 22 now, so eventually she'll get married and have a kid, I would assume. And I, uh, although it'll kill me to be a grandpa, like, I can't wait to have little kids around again. Like, I watch the videos of you and your little girl, man, and it, like, almost breaks my heart because I remember how fast that all went for me. You know, like, it's like, it's, it's amazing how fast it goes, especially if you're working all the time. Yeah, but your girl's smoking hot and young. She doesn't want to have kids? No, she's going to. Oh, you mean me and my girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, I'd have to t- tell you that at a different time. Okay. <laughs> you got a vasectomy? Uh, uh, maybe. So, you know, you're not. So. <laughs> You can always get a reverse one. Are you are you are you, uh, are you, are you faking was, orgasms? Are you faking <laughs> orgasms? <laughs> are you like the ah, best ah, that, uh, and then you just fucking roll over, go to the bathroom and go like when uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, 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 Matt Mitchell was talking about having a vasectomy. He's like, dude, if you have a vasectomy, just don't ever tell any girl you date and make them think it's something wrong with them. Like, well, I got kids. I know it ain't me. You should get checked. That's horrible. Who ate yeah, I, Matt Madrill, and that was his plan. He goes, "Hey, if you're if you're worried about that, just tell them it's them." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> well, Don, like, they can't make you take a test. They can't make you. I was like, "Okay." Uh, Don, what was it? Don Fry, what were you saying? I was saying he only he only fakes orgasms when he's with you. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't uh, have to fake it with me. We're both faking it. Now, Don, how many? How many grandmas like hit up you in your uh, DMs and stuff? How many what? Grandmothers. They have what? I didn't hear what you asked. You're broken up. Uh, how many? <laughs> how many grandmas are you banging? Oh shit! I don't think any. I haven't done. I've been off the market. You know, I just uh, just trying to heal up. So, you know. Uh, they're all they're all safe right now, you know. And, uh, but once once I get back on the amp back out there, I'll I'll end up putting them back in a walker in a wheelchair fast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don, what's your what's your age limit on a woman you would bang, Don? That's what I want to know. Oh no. Uh, fuck, age, age is just a number, man. It just depends on what they look like and how much money they got. <laughs> Dude, did you ever see that like hall of fame speech it's the most if you want to watch like i think it pretty much started the me too movement was when don fry <laughs> inducted somebody to the hall of fame who would he, and he must have sakuraba. Hit, sakuraba he must have hit on misha tate 75 times during the speech like he goes up there, he's like he's drunk, and he's like, "Oh, there's a fine piece of water over there. Oh, look at that hot, tall glass of ass." Like it was, at, like it had nothing to do with Sakuraba. Like Sakuraba, was like, <laughs> there was about seven seconds of Sakuraba. Like, oh, he was a good fighter, a Hall of Famer, but fucking Misha, hey, wow, I want to put my mustache on that. It was one f. It was the most disturbing speech. 
I've, I've, it was hilarious. Every social justice warrior on Twitter was like, I can't believe this. They're like, get Don Fry's out of control. Like, this is, this is like my grandfather. Just, oh, it was the funniest. Uh, it, wait, it was, wait, was it disturbing or was it funny? Which one? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotions went on uh, during that thing. No, it was, no, no, bullshit. Disturbing about it. It was an adult. Uh, event and an adult conversation, you know. Exactly, Don. It was can't handle it. Then, you know what? They can't handle it. They they shouldn't be watching adult entertainment. You know, God damn it for grown ups. It's all jokes. It was all jokes. It was funny. I, it was hilarious. At the She's same quit time, being a pussy, Adam. I'm not being a pussy. Where's your path? Wasn't really about Sakuraba, but listen, it was definitely the most highlight. Uh, it was uh, you couldn't stop watching. Uh, it, it was it was must see TV. Don Fry. I haven't even seen it. Did they, did they ever put it on on the internet? I've never even uh, seen it. They on put the it during yet. the uh, during the AVN Awards. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, it, it, it aired during the Porn Awards, uh, and now uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I think it is on the internet. I'm sure if you just Google Don Fry. Uh, Sakuraba Hall of Fame speech UFC. I thought uh, I thought they cut it. I thought they cut it out because the social justice warriors got offended. You know, bunch of uh, it, was, it was it was so. <laughs> how how many times did you mention Misha during that speech? You think? Hell, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was all it was all for fucking fun. It was jokes. You know, and uh, you know, I thought. I, I thought she enjoyed it. I mean, I saw her, I don't know, a year later. I don't know. And, you know, she came up and gave me a hug. You know, I'm crying. That no, was great. No, no. We, when, uh, when she got out of, out of rehab after that, she was fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was after, after all. Yeah. After she went to the. Uh... <laughs> it was it was hilarious, though. Don, it was it was really funny. It was fucking ridiculous, though. Holy shit. It was that funny. Oh, man. Oh, what are you going to do? Talk to me. By the way, um, since your special came out on Fight Pass, I actually signed up for Fight Pass a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and I have been watching every single UFC event starting from UFC 1. And I got to I gotta pay my respects to Don Fry right now. Don Fry, you are the fucking man. UFC 8, UFC 9, UFC 10. You are a fucking savage, dude. You, I mean, you are a god amongst men right now. Thank you, thank you. Who is this? I, I don't have video, so that was, that was me, Greg. That was me, Greg. That was me, Tate. That was me, Tate. So no, one of the funniest things though was Don's first fight was against this like four hundred pound Puerto Rican guy, Thomas Ramirez. Uh, and Don Fry looked. You know how like remember, you ever see Rocky? And then Rocky has like a funny comment for his fights to like yeah. either to, either to, like Mickey. He'd be like, dude, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah. that doesn't happen. That like that doesn't happen in real life. Don Fry turns to Big John McCarthy and goes, if he knocks me out, don't let him eat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was scary, man. That's yeah. crazy. And then John McCarthy that didn't laugh at all, right? No, no, he didn't sell any of it, man. He's like, you got no sense of humor. He's like, he's a cop, you know? They don't laugh at anything. God damn. <laughs> you know, my favorite my favorite funny thing uh, Rocky said to Mick before a fight was, hey, you remember when I date raped that slow chick from the pet shop? <laughs> 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 
Oh, come on. This is. <laughs> That's why. I remember that part. This show's taking a weird turn. A really weird turn. Hey, Don, are you still doing a podcast with Dan Severn? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting that ready. Um, Don't try to put that together to launch it either middle or end of January. It's, it's going to air on uh, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be on the Christian Network. <laughs> the Christian Network. So funny. Uh, so, all right. So what else we got going? Uh, so Logan Paul, what we talked about before that, uh, you know, Victor Ortiz says Logan Paul is a bigger threat to Mayweather than McGregor was. I can't fucking believe that. There's no way. Um, and uh, Ben Askren shit. Yo, yeah, Ben Askren agreed to fight Jake Paul, uh, and now he's saying that Jake Paul is went ghosted him. Uh, who do we like in that fight, by the way, in a boxing match? Tom Glenn. Ben Askren. Really, in a boxing match? Yeah, he's he's probably done enough striking over the more than Jake Paul or whatever the guy's name is. Why is he even famous anyway? Who is he? He's just some YouTube kid, uh, but he's got millions of followers. Who's the best guy you ever sparred against? I don't know. Well, I, I had a fight with Don Fry on fighter. You what? You, you uh, sparred with Fry? Well, he, Don was one of our coaches on the Ultimate Fighter. He came in for a couple days. What was that like? Everybody kept calling him my dad because I was big and hairy like him. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, who's the guy that you, you, you trained with back in the day? Uh, uh, McCorkle, the guy that you said was uh, the greatest ever? Your, 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 your coach? Uh, you mean Tom Erickson? Yeah, who wins? Prime Tom Erickson or, pa- or Prime Don Fry? Don Fry, I know that because he wrestled under Tom Erickson, so... Uh, in a fight, I don't know, man. I know Tom is way bigger than Don, but uh, Don is so manly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Who do you think, uh, Don, you and uh, Erickson? I tell you what, Erickson, uh, he was the assistant coach. One of them went out there at Okie State. He used to bounce my head against the wall like it's a basketball, you know? Uh, he's that tough. That guy is so damn tough and strong. He's amazing. Wow. So, but you he still- literally, people think I'm joking. He literally beat me and Matt Mitrione up at the same time. Like, literally beat us both up at the same time. We tried to jump him to get him off his feet, and he just ragdolled us. Like, it was like a, like a Steven Seagal movie without the ponytail. Like, it was something else. Now, uh, uh, Tom, were you there when Dan Henderson and uh, Sokaju uh, fought, like, when he first opened the gym? Oh, morning? shoot. Yeah, Sokaju was the reason Dan didn't go on uh, fight John Jones. Why? He injured him in practice, tore his knee with like, uh, it was like some sort of inside trip or outside trip, one of these like slick judo things where, you know, if you stop it sometimes and it goes the wrong way, tear your knee. How good was Sokaju? Oh, wow. Yeah, Sokaju was really good. Um, he, he still is. He's a monster in the practice room. Um, just fight time, I, I think he definitely fought down a level. But, yeah, he's a, he was a monster in the room. He, he, he was so talented. I don't know if it was a change of coach along the way or something. I, I wasn't there for Soka Juice Prime. Tom, Tom booked me at a comedy club that he put together. He put, it was me. I had line. And the, uh, on the, also doing comedy was Sam Alvey. 
Tom Galicchio, Toothless Tom, and uh, Sokuju doing stand-up. So uh, bad. Sokuju did pretty good. Uh, yeah, he did all right. He said he, he said he bombed the next week. He did better than Sam Alvey. Oh, Sam did the work. Sam <laughs> <laughs> was the worst. Sam's just so nice. Uh, he forgot to put like jokes in his story. Yeah, he, yeah, he just talked about his day. He didn't really tell anybody. He didn't tell any jokes. Uh, but it was fun. Well, one of the funniest stories about Tom Lichio, Greg. So Tom calls every gym. And he's already like the M1 champion. He has nowhere to train. And he just calls the gyms. Like, hey, can I come train? No one gets back to him except for Team Quest. They're like, yeah, you could train here. He, fly, he moves to California from New Jersey, just gets up and leaves. He, he's like 16 and five, just walks to the gym. Nobody knows who he was. So they pair him with Ashley Yoder for two weeks because they think that he's a <laughs> random guy at the gym. And yeah. they pair him with a 110-pound girl. Uh, at what point do they realize that you were not just some jabroni off the street? Like, well, eventually I was, I was in pro practice every day, and then somebody, like, turns to me and goes, hey, who are you? I, I, Isaiah, who are you? <laughs> that is so funny, man. Uh, fuck. That's great. Yeah, Don, did you ever go to a gym where people didn't know who you were and you fucked everyone up? No, no, I just, uh, there wasn't really that many gyms going doing this stuff, you know, when I, when I started. So, uh, but, you know, what's been overnight, overnight, all these karate gyms became MMA gyms. You know, it's amazing. A lot of people got upset, by the way, about you calling karate guys pussies, right? People got, people got mad uh, last time. You said that that these guys can't take a punch. Somebody said that Benny the Jet would have beaten you in his prime. There's no way, right? What? What's that? Somebody said Benny the Jet would have beaten you in in like in his prime. You you would have killed Benny. Benny Jet's good, but you're, you're Don Fry. The Jet doesn't he weigh like 120 pounds. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that's kind of ridiculous to even say something like that, right? Uh, that's what uh, that's what I said. That's what I said. People yeah. are stupid. That's all there is to it. People are stupid. Is there you know? any karate guy? Is there any karate guy in the world that could beat you in your prime? No, no, there's none. Because karate guys, they didn't train to fight. They trained not to fight. You know, how, how do you how do you win a fight when you train not to fight? So, like, so wait a minute. I, so I'm a karate guy. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Because I gotta tell you, I train not to fight all the time. Yeah, you grab your keys, you run to your car, and you drive away. Exactly. That's that's training not to fight. But you you forgot the critical step of stopping at Taco Bell on the way home. So so prime so prime Chuck Norris versus prime Don Fry. How does that fight go? Oh shit, man! I'm gonna disrespect Chuck Norris. Go on. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, first of all, they don't fight. Their mustaches fight. <laughs> uh, how do you think it goes, Don McCurkle? Prime Chuck Norris, prime Don Fry. Don Fry all day. I will do respect or disrespect Chuck Norris. Like, I don't think anybody wearing jeans that tight can do anything like fight-wise. Like, there's no way he couldn't even... <laughs> 
He didn't even throw the kick on Don Fry with those painted on jeans. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, I was fighting. I was like, dude, you don't understand. There's nobody. Don Fry was the what UFC eight champion, the ultimate ultimate champion. I mean, I don't think there was a guy in the world that could have beat you that night. Like for real. Don Fry is the real Chuck Norris. Like everything Chuck Norris pretended to be in movies, Don Fry was. Like, I don't think Mike, like not even like Mike, Mike Tyson in his prime couldn't beat Don Fry in his prime in an MMA fight. In no. Not in, no, not in MMA, but I mean, in boxing, he did knock my head off. You know, geez. Yeah. I mean, that, there's a difference. There's a complete major difference between the two fighting styles. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, now, do you still have your Speedos, your American flag Speedos? <laughs> well, of course, you know, they, don't, they don't fit like they used to, but, you know. Um, still smell the same, I, though. Now he knows how Chuck Norris fell with those jeans. <laughs> now, will you, now, will you donate a pair of Speedos to Tom Galicchio's gym? <laughs> I only got one pair of those, baby. I only got one pair of those. <laughs> you can. So who, who is prime Steven Seagal or Prime Chuck Norris? Uh, oh, fuck. Steven Seagal is a fucking joke. He's a fucking <laughs> joke. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, I, I second that. Did you ever work with him on a, um, a a movie? No, no. I met him once, and I was not very impressed with him. You know, I mean, he's everything you expect to fucking meet. You know, it's like he's a he's a walking cardboard cutout. Wait, so what happened at this meeting? <clears throat> not that we just shook hands. You know, I mean, uh, he he was invited. Um, to watch the premiere of um, Godzilla Final Wars. The uh, the director invited him, and he was a guest, and he brought like five or six people with him, you know? and um, he's in front of us, and then this prick gets up and walks out during the movie, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like he's a fucking expert on movies, you know, on making good movies. Jeez. That fucker never made a good movie in his life. I don't know, man. Alfred Justice was pretty good. I, did he have four or five people with him, or did it just look like he had four or five people inside his leather coat with him? <laughs> <laughs> they were carrying his lunch. What about what about Prime Van Dam versus Prime Seagal? Who wins that fight? Oh fuck! They're both two frauds. You know, Van Dam was a fucking gymnast and a dancer, right? And uh, Seagal, he was a fraud. I mean, all all day long, crying. I yeah. would I would go with Van Dam on that one. I'd go Van Dam on that one. Yeah, you hear about Van Dam went to Team Alpha Male. And it was like the week after Cody Nolov lost, and he was trying to show him a kick and then kicked him in the face. <laughs> and then Cody was like, What? Well, he had a concussion, like he got knocked out. I was like, What are you doing? And then Van Damme, like, started crying and, like, I like, started bowing to him, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, like, posted the video of him kicking him in the face, not crying afterwards. 
It's hilarious. Well, in his defense, he was trying to kick him in the shin. It just was high enough to kick Cody in the head. Dude, he got like his show canceled. He had like the number one show, I guess, on Amazon Prime. And then he made a speech, like, looked out of his mind. They like took took away the show, like, at the upfronts. That was the number one show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Van Damme, what a fuck. Like, how many chests? Now he's all like vegan and saving animals and shit. I don't know, man. I gotta say, I think he's like saving animals. I gotta say, Blood Sports, my favorite, one of my favorite movies, though. Like, if that movie's on, I'm, I'm gonna watch Blood Sports over and over again. You know? You, you ever meet you, Don? You I was ever, watching that the other night. I, I was rooting for the black guy that they stereotyped as a monkey type fighter. <laughs> like the whole time, oh, boy. Like, man, is, oh, boy. is it racist to root for that guy or not racist to root? I don't know what you think, you know, because he's. They obviously made him a monkey stereotype, and he's hopping around. And then I was like, if I if I want him to win, am I supporting it? I don't know. I felt weird. I, I, I've never seen anyone have that fighting style since then. Have, have you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I've seen I've seen him crawl into the fucking cage like a monkey. So fuck. You know, the, the damn doorway. You stand up and you walk through it. You know. uh, all right, Joe. That one's out too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Market. All right. Well, so listen, uh, what do we got coming up? Greg Wilson. For me, uh, you know what? I'm the Comedy Institute, my comedy school. We're cranking back up. Uh, January 12th, we'll be starting the first five week program of 2021. And it's on Zoom. So anywhere around the country, uh, anybody who wants to do stand-up can join it. So check it out at thecomedyinstitute.com. And on New Year's Eve, I'm doing an online uh, New Year's Eve show. So if you want to see the online New Year's Eve comedy show, that's uh, go- check my social media. And it has all the promo there. And Don Fry, who I still feel bad for saying your speech was, was not disturbing. I take that back. That's going to bother me all week. Okay. It was not. I, I, it should bother you. It should haunt your dreams. It should bother you because I'm going to come down there and I'm going to reenact it in your fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. You think Freddie Mercury did some damage in dreams? Wait till I come in your head. (laughs) You mean Freddie (laughs) Krueger? Freddie Mercury? I was like, I was like, Freddie Mercury, what's he yeah. doing in your dream? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm gonna jerk off on you while singing We Are the Champions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so Don Fry, what do you have coming up, my friend? Uh, we're just putting that podcast together. Dan and Don's toxic masculinity, and uh, we'll be kicking down the doors uh, in the middle of January or the end of January. Well, listen, I don't and, listen to uh, many podcasts, but I will one thousand percent listen to Dan and Don's toxic masculinity. Sure. I, I can't even. I don't, can I can I can I help book the guests because I want to uh, throw people into that situation. listen who says there's no truth in advertising anymore that title feels like it's right on the money (laughs) (laughs) and i love you for it don fry you're the greatest you are the don here's how i know like you're amazing people that disagree with you politically on everything 
still love you. Uh, yeah. that, that's when you know somebody is a good person. When you don't believe Absolutely. in anything what they say, they still love you. Like, you really are the Archie Bunker of 2020. Uh, <laughs> and 2021. Yeah. Like, uh, Tom Bellicchio, plug your gym. Where can I, is there a website? Is it on Instagram? Do you have any type of social media for this gym? Yeah, Militia Mixed Martial Arts. Militia MMA on Instagram. Actually, I think it's Militia Martial Arts on Instagram. But just type in Militia and an M, you'll find me. Um, yeah, we're opening up January 1st. Then we'll be taking the money a, a week later. Wait, so if I, I love it. Militia like, MMA, let me ask you. So do you have a gun check at the door? Or do they actively just wear the guns during the training? <laughs> If they don't have one, we give them one. That's you think that's why <laughs> you think that's why you're attracting criminals to your gym that is called militia MMA. You think maybe that's like Well, we we got the cops first. They sent me an email. They're like, We're stoked. We're at the police station and we can't wait to go in there and step up our, our training. <laughs> and then listen, we started with militia MMA, but then after this, there'll be pri there's gonna be Proud Boys, popsicles, and ice cream. So that's his next business venture. So he, he's got a whole thing worked up. And then you know Yeah. So if if if, if you're wondering where the next police brutality is gonna take place, Chattanooga, Tennessee is going to be now the, <laughs> the Mecca. And, and, and then and just wait till next year when he opens up KKK Krispy Kremes. That's gonna be when it. I mean, all the all the best elements are cut, and it, it's gonna be like one of those places at the airport where they're all in one place. By, by the way, do you have the most the most teeth in Chattanooga? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, and Wean Dog, what do you have coming up? Go follow my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Wean Dog. Okay, and uh, Sean McCorkle. Uh, my plan, man, is I just moved, but I'm gonna put my house up for sale. I think I'm gonna move to Chattanooga. Join a gang and learn some MMA for free. <laughs> there you go. Genius. Now, Sean, if you wanted to coach right now, could you? I want to do coke? Is that what you're saying? Uh, coach, coach. If you to coach. Oh. I mean, I guess I could. I don't know much about MMA, but I could coach <laughs> I could coach people. Steroids would be bigger and stronger than everyone. Steroids. You can coach steroids? Right. Yeah, I'm real good at that. No, but aren't you a black belt? Get you your black belt. Get you. Who, me? Yeah. No, I never. I only wore a gi for about the first three months because uh, I didn't like the teacher, so I started going no gi. If I was uh, out of the, like, with no gi, I'd probably a purple belt, I would say, uh, skill-wise. So. Did, wait, didn't you tap the teacher the first day or something? Yeah, like both of them. I went, there was a Brazilian guy that claimed he hadn't been tapped since he moved to the United States, and I tapped him the first class, <laughs> and then my other teacher, uh, I tapped him too, and I'd only been training both times like a few months. So um, I tapped them both out. Then I, then I went to Extreme Couture with only about a year's training to tap their grappling coach in front of about 30 people, and he did not like it at all. So, what happened? Um, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't the real good. Not Neil Melanson. He's their guy. He, I never rolled with him, but they had another coach out there, another grappling guy who was a high-level black belt. And, uh, yeah, I tapped him pretty quick in uh, like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and everybody was like, holy shit. Like they were – I don't know. I just had one move that I was good at and just would do it over and over again. So as soon as they learned that, I couldn't tap anybody. Was that the one you hit, uh, the, the World's Strongest Man? Yeah, same same thing And what I got to Mark Hunt with. All variations of that same Kimura. I could hook it up. I could put it on from almost anywhere. You know, I just got really good at doing that from all different positions. And uh, 
then I would straighten it out to an arm bar. Most people like keep cranking the shoulder, but I always straighten to an arm bar from all different positions and it would catch people by surprise. And I found it by accident. I didn't really know what I was doing. So. Well, listen, my fight, my specials on Fight Pass right now. Uh, you get two weeks free on Fight Pass if you sign up right now. The next, uh, uh, you get two weeks. And I'm in Vegas uh, every night. I'm in Las Vegas at the, the Strat. In January, I'm going to be doing a show with Gerald Harris at the Tulsa Looney Bin, as uh, well as uh, Springfield, Missouri, uh, January 15th, 16th, 17th. Uh, so, and then I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, the 23rd. Uh, you know, it's weird. Uh, Tom gives two weeks free, and he's an idiot. But Fight Pass gives two weeks free, and they're geniuses. That's like it they make you give your credit card first, then you get the two weeks free. Oh, yeah. They'll just give you two weeks free. <laughs> that really is the point that Tom. that was the point Adam was making. Tom, do you have hey, a credit card? Do you have a credit card machine? I, I'm getting one from Amazon. It's all good. I, I trust my product. If you don't like my shit, you don't have to come. I don't want you there. But I trust my product. It'll stick I like out. that attitude. That's the right way. Exactly. If they want to be there, they'll pay to be there. Now, and then how's your insurance? If somebody gets hurt. Uh, we, w insurance will be handled tomorrow. <laughs> All you got to do is have them sign a waiver and you're good. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah we, get a waiver. Download a waiver. Go to LegalZoom. Get a waiver. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Chronicle, have you ever met anyone with a, a lack of a business plan like Toothless Tom? Uh, yeah, when I went into the marijuana business in Michigan, that was a terrible idea. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, went, it, was, it was a terrible I idea because it was still a crime at the time. marijuana grow, literally, from funding a mar illegal marijuana grow to trimming weed and taking it across state lines and selling it by the ounce because the guy was making me go broke. Like, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, it's, uh, it got bad real quick, so I got out. How much money did you lose? Uh, about 15000 of my money, 15000 of another guy's money who ended up uh, trying to sell meth to get his money back and went to prison. So um, I'm sure he's got a, a little surprise for the guy that ripped us off in Michigan when it's all of us. And, uh, so. All right, we're going to... Wow, solid ending. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot... You know, uh, Wee Dog, you got a lot of work to do on this episode. Yeah, I'm <laughs> That was a little released. In uh, uh, Greg, have you ever met anyone with a lack of business plan as toothless Tom? Uh, listen, I respect what he's doing. I think, listen, let him run it. That's the beautiful thing about having your own business. You can run it any way that you want. And if this is the way he wants to run it, then God bless you. I wish you all the best. No, your wife seems very smart, though. She, like, she's Italian. Uh, is she helping you with any of this? Listen, listen, it's like this, Adam. Yeah. We were supposed to be, be built a, a, done a month ago. Like, apparently, it was a lot more work than I thought. But we went from planning to, like, we're doing it by the day now to, to get the shit done. We have a list that we knock off things of it each day. Okay. All right. Well, good, good for luck. you, man. Listen, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to do, but you're finding your way around everything. You got it, man. Just keep pressing forward. Well, I, think, I, I wish I would have done that. Hey, I think he's got much better businessman than Bellator. That's a good point. That's a good point. Tom, will you send us T-shirts so we can promote your gym? Yes, yes. I, I have the T-shirts. We're we're already doing that. So I Go don't ahead. know. What, 
What, what, well, what you it, know, that's that's one of the things they say. If you want to start a good gym, you start with the T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any it's like any good restaurant starts with a banner. So <laughs> you got it. You got it all worked out, my man. I love it. We, we made the T-shirt, and then we decided to build the gym around it. Of Bro. course. <laughs> of course. Well, good luck. Uh, thank you guys so much. Happy New Year, guys. Love you guys. Take care. Uh, take care. Have yeah. fun, guys. Yeah. Talk to you in the new hey, year. Real, <laughs> real quick, I did hear that uh, Tom's wedding inspired a movie. It's going to be called Dude, Where's My Ring? <laughs>